0: Hello, friends. My name is Brad Roland. I'm the host of the LaFayette Hawks podcast. And on this bonus edition, with regard to some extra audio on the podcast feed, it is exit interview day. We're with the Portland Hawks on this Friday, April the 28th. And this is actually just going to be the full audio from Quinn Snyder and Landry Fields. First you'll here, Quinn. 15-20 minutes or so of Quinn question and answer, then you will have a ad break, and then it'll be Landry question and answer after that. Disclaimer, the audio quality is not the absolute best. That's kind of the nature of the beast here. We're talking about in person and you know things going on in the background, all that stuff, so my apologies. But I figured some Hawks fans might enjoy this. If not, I understand that as well. I will have a fully produced normal episode later on this evening on Friday talking about what the players had to say, my own thoughts on the context of everything else, but I want to get you this as fast as possible. So here is the audio from Quinn and Landry from Friday afternoon.
1: Quinn, just in talking to the guys that we've talked to today, they just you know have a lot of trust in you as they move into the into the future, and they point to the fact that you know you're so individualized with your coaching. Just where does that come from for you, and, and how does that instill confidence in some of these guys?
2: I think it, it, it there's kind of a base logic to it that you know we're all. You know, different, unique people. Um, and I think, you know, recognizing that, you know, just philosophically, you know, I feel like that's the beauty of a team that, you know, everyone can, you know, in a very fundamental sense be who they are and also um, contribute in unique ways. Uh, to the group Um, I think all of us you know beginning to not just understand but value um, what it's you know the 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 satisfaction in being part of something that's bigger than you Um, to the extent you know as a coach and leader that you know you want to try to help people understand that We've got a lot of guys I think that intuitively know that that's a good place to be, and you know you, you want you know, the way you play, um, you know your approach to you know, to give you opportunities to do that, and you know, that that's I think who we want to be. I, I think the, that manifests itself in success, and I think. The short time that I've been here, that's been something that, you know, it's been a goal. Um, When I've said, be the best version of ourselves at the end of the year, I I think that's a fundamental part of that. And, you know, grateful that, you know, guys have embraced that. And we'll continue to learn both what that looks like and also what we can all do to, you know, to contribute to that. So, um, you know, I I think... Those things are consistent in, in many ways because you know, guys have different things to offer, and we all want you know, to be able to, to give what we have to give to the group.
1: And just looking at how motivated a lot of them are to come back and continue working with the staff, that whether yeah. they're still here or the ones that you guys are bringing in, just what does that say about you know them taking that step to the next level, especially maturity-wise?
2: Yeah, I, I think you know when you, you know, as a player. Or, when you can envision you know, a path forward that, that's one that you, you want to walk um, that can be exciting you know, to, to have that um, you know, there's an opportunity there there's a freshness there and that's what the summer's all about and having I think the last you know, weeks maybe as much as anything that beginning to crystallize a little bit where there can be some enthusiasm about that process itself because that's what the summer is you know it's a time to you know to invest in yourselves and to invest in the team you can do it a lot of different ways we're just not all here together day to day so
3: we talked to Sadiq about just the whirlwind from he was traded here in February and having to go from hotel to hotel how has that been for you and how excited are you to kind of just be able to settle now and get some roots going as you get into the offices? Yeah,
2: that's something. I'm I'm not quite Sadiq's out of the hotel. I'm out of the hotel. Um, I'm going to follow his lead as far as how that happens. Um, To be honest with you, that hasn't been in the forefront of my mind until I woke up this morning. Um, And I felt a little lost. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do I do today? Um, You know, part of it for me is just Going to be reconnecting with my family. I'm looking forward to that, and um, continuing to you know to build the relationships and, and have the experiences we've had with our players and you know a different different time in a different way with the off season. So um, you know it's good. I woke up and I was glad I was in Atlanta. <laughs> um, so that part's you know exciting in, in many ways too.
1: How just do you look forward to next season? Your team starting
2: from very beginning? Yeah, I think you know this. This time has been invaluable um, in that respect. Uh, on you know not just in the present, but as you begin to see the ways that I think for the players and for myself and for Landry and all all the different ways that you know we can begin to grow and, and, and get better and to, to feel that and to see it. You know, in a tangible way um, is really beneficial for all of us as we kind of embark on, you know, this next phase.
4: Is
5: there, there, uh, just tagging on to Annie's question, like maybe not with a number, but is there a way to quantify, like, how much you felt you were able to do with this team versus how much you might be able to do in a full season?
2: It's hard to know, um, as you said. Um, definitely difficult to attach anything to it. Um, I think the, the thing that was unique about this year, and I think it was, um, you know, there was so much to learn. Just there was so much to learn in order to get to a point where you could learn. And like, if that makes any sense. So I, I think, you know, you get an idea of. There, there's a lot for me of to, to process and to kind of have a chance to reflect on even though it was a short amount of time you know in, in a finite way in terms of days and hours and weeks and months um, there's a lot packed in and to unpack it and you know really process it and, and see some of the areas and the thing I mean some of them you kind of know immediately like you know whatever the we want to do that, you know, we can visibly, you know, tangibly improve on, then there's the, the, how do you go about that? You know, what is it that you can do to see that, um, that growth within a team? And so identifying it and, and, and you might be able to identify it, but you don't know exactly what it looks like. Um, and, and that'll give you a better idea, you know, how to, how to, how to achieve it. And those things take time you know when people talk about implementing your system like I, I don't know what that is because um, we were just trying to get better and so you have a chance to kind of I, I don't have some system that's like lurking out there that you get to get and then just apply like a system is something that you create and you create it with the players you know and it's a series of adjustments and experience and failure and success and um, we've had enough of that right now substantively that that really helps. Um, but as we head into next year, um, I think that process begins anew. Um, I know for me every, every year's been different every team's been different every, you know, your style of play changes, how you can defend changes and so but to have some tangible experience with that um, I think really helps me, as far as crafting some of those things. You know, I, a number of years ago, I, you know, the pace and space was all the rage. And I found out that, you know, we played, after a month of the season, we were like the slowest team in the NBA. And I felt like I was failing. And then I realized that doesn't quite work with this group, you know. And I don't know that I came into this year with a, a plan as much as you know, what, what are we good at? You know what are we not as good at that we need to improve on and what are we not as good at that we don't need to do you know and that we need to do more of this and I'm speaking kind of broad strokes but I think you get the idea of you know trying to figure out who you are um, and, and how can you how can you improve the things you're good at um, and work on the things you're not as good at and and just evolve but Um, with a plan that really fits, you know, this team. And, you know, I I think that's the key to, you know, a team getting better. It's getting better, you know, doubling down on things that you have a chance to get better at. You know, And, and that's part of the learning process that I think lends itself to the growth process. Could you have
4: talked about, sorry... Culture and chemistry. Um, the first time we had to sit down with you, you had mentioned it felt like it wasn't the first time you were speaking to the guys. Mm-hmm. The guys, multiple guys, have come in and said that they would run through a brick. You're the type of coach they'd run through a brick That's wall nice for. To hear. What does that mean? Just you know, only being here for 20. Oh, uh, it
2: means. I mean, it, I'm just really grateful for that because you know I think the thing that we talked about was trust, um, and that we're all just going to decide to trust each other. Um, until things happened hopefully not too many that somehow you know call that into question and then to just transparently recognize them deal with them confront them change them um, you you use the word culture and you know in, in my mind a, a culture is created over time by all the decisions that you make and there's hundreds if not thousands of them they occur day to day occur in the summer occur during the year some of them are are more like we all see them um but oftentimes you know it's not something you put on the wall you know there's things that we aspire to there's values but your culture is really how consistently those decisions reflect your values um and that, that to me is, that's the process, that's the building process, and it just doesn't, you can't say that's who you are, you have to, like, you have to live it, and then it really, like, we know who we are by what we choose and what we do. Um, and we have to know what we want to be before we can make those decisions, and that's, in a lot of ways, for me, what that, these last couple months have been about is us you know, having some sort of vision of what we want to be And then working backwards with the decisions that we make to get to that point.
4: How did you see Trey and DJ kind of continue to learn each other and learn each other's games over the course of your tenure? DJ spoke about how and Trey too, you know, perfect chemistry doesn't happen overnight. Right. But DJ talked about how there's been examples this season where that pairing really can't work.
2: Yeah, I mean I think we could all just quickly think of a relationship that we've had in our lives and to understand the growth that it takes you know over you know years sometimes you know i mean so that process has begun and it will continue to evolve um you know there's lots of ways to evaluate that connectivity sometimes we look at it on the court sometimes you look at it off the court sometimes you look at it personally socially i mean there's so many different things that that we point to and say you know and, and try to evaluate something. I, I think the biggest thing is just you, you let that stuff breathe, you know, and you learn. And I think there's a willingness, um, you know, that's present, that, that is, you know, fertile soil and uh, gets back to some of the stuff we talked about before. And I, I think you probably heard from both of them some excitement about what that can be and, uh, you know, even how we play. guys getting used to playing together what what that looks like you know especially as they're both growing you have two players in my mind that can get better you know and how do they get better individually how the how do they get better you know in in tandem and how how does our team get better I think that's the thing you know we can identify those two guys but it's really about the group you know and how does Trey make our team better? How does DJ make our team better? How does DJ make Trey better? How does Trey make DeAndre better? You know, you go down the list. That That's the crucial part. Um, and obviously those two guys, in part because they have the ball. You know, it's, it's, they're easy to identify. And, you know, their their partnership, so to speak. And that's different every game, too. You know, it's hard to take a singular moment or game or even series and evaluate that. Where that is, I think the important thing is the vision for how it works, and we're that'll continue to evolve too. So,
3: you mentioned how valuable it was for your young team to see the Celtics fully form, title contender, and play against them, and how proud he was that you all went toe to toe with them. How proud of you, or how proud of the team were you um, with how the, um, the series played out, and what was the message?
2: I think it's interesting that he drew that comparison because I think, I don't know, I want to say 2018, 19, when that group first kind of came together. And, you know, there isn't instant gratification. This doesn't happen. You know, you go through a lot together. You go through, you know, you lose together. And you learn how to win together. And so, to that extent, there's, you know, It's good to know that you competed, but, you know, it's like your golf game. Not mine, but yours. (laughs) You know, we all know what it's like to be, you know, a three handicap. But getting to be scratch is a whole lot more work than it is to go from 13 to three. And then to be at the highest level, you know, is a whole other process. So I think there's a realism involved in that. You know, no one wants to sit here and say seven years from now, Or six years from now, maybe we'll be here. Um, You know, I don't think you you want to give yourself a timeline one way or the other. um, But you can't skip steps. You just can't. And you may have success in a certain context at a certain time. um, But that may not always reflect where you are. So I would say it's great that we competed. Um, That's a good step, um, feeling like you belong. But we've got a lot of work to do. And there's no question about that, you know.
1: And are you still processing the, you know, end of the season and everything like that? You just mentioned having a lot of work to do. How mm-hmm. much of that involves looking at what you've gotten out of your coaching staff, you know, in these 21, 28 games and looking to the future of maybe adding, taking away, or things
2: like that? Yeah, well, it's kind of a two-part question. I, I think, you know, I've, I've said you know, multiple times because I feel it, and I've had, like, I've felt it continuously, um, the support that I've personally received from, you know, the guys on the current staff, and, you know, that, like like everything, that, that evolves. You um, know, I, I haven't gotten to a point where you piece all that together. You know, it's like creating the team. So I just... You know, am and remain and will always be grateful for, um, you know, the input, support, expertise um, that, that this group has had. It's been instrumental in, you know, what we've tried to do um, with the team. Wait, what has your message been to AJ, especially today, and uh,
1: with him dealing with the minute change? And then also, do you see him playing-
2: Um, We haven't even, you know, anything, summer league and those things. We'll sit down and talk um, and and figure out what's best for, you know, each player individually. Sometimes they play a couple games, sometimes they don't play. There's so many things that go into it. Um, You know, for young players, uh, your, your, your path, you know, your growth, it's not linear, you know. And I don't think... You know, in AJ's case, sometimes we, you know, you can evaluate guys at different points. They're playing. They're not playing. Um, you know, like I said, that that that's a process. And you know, he's this is a guy that I'm excited about. and The things that you know he can do already. The, the you know the areas that you know he's excited to embrace. Um, and that that's that's how you that's how you improve. That's what I see in him. I think that's the opportunity he sees.
6: Just taking a, like, if you take, like, a 30,000-foot view of of this season from how we started to how we finished, the big transitions that we went through, uh, the responses from our players and our coaching staff to how we competed in this series, you know, in the play in Miami to Boston, I just knew what happened. How, how they showed up, professional, got better. We always talk about how we become the best version of ourselves for whatever that means, in whatever landscape and the context of what we're in. I think I think we did that, and I think mean it gives it gives a lot of hope for the future. And what it does is it, it really allows us to reflect on where we've been and where we're at right now.
1: It seems like a lot of the guys have bought into what Quinn Snyder has been bringing, and they've all said that they've noticed a cultural shift between the two, I guess you could say, halves, even though they're not really fully really halves. What does that mean with Quinn and, and how much he's been able to kind of have an imprint on these guys in such a short amount of time?
6: I think volumes of, of Quinn. I think it, it speaks to what we identified early in him and why we thought he was going to be the right coach for the job and just watching him work day in and day out the rapport he has with players, the level of respect, the level of detail that they all respect, um, the ability to engage and not just be in a supportive sense, but also in the challenge that guy shutting down, it's very difficult to navigate in this league and he's done that um, and it's been, it's been fun to see. Like really, it, it really makes makes it a good working environment, uh, and a real collaborative effort for all of us moving forward.
1: And of course you guys have a lot of Work to do as far as maybe evaluations on how you move this roster forward to the championship team that you want it to be. I guess where do you start with those evaluations and, and moving ahead?
6: Yeah, I mean, we'll, we're going to get there. We really are. I mean, like, the craziest thing about sports is they just season abruptly, ends, mm-hmm. you know, um, not even 16 hours ago. And so, I think sitting in that space, right, where, where beforehand, just looking at the way in which they showed up there was life in that series and you know, you're giving Boston something to think about which is a very good team you know um, is where our focus is at it's like okay like if that's if that's sort of the floor where can the ceiling go and we'll sit together as a front office and coaches and just figure out okay, well, this is this is what we need to do to take the next step
5: when, when you get a full season as opposed to a season like this one where there's changes administration change of coach change with some of the players how how is life different for everybody and what changes when you kind of get a fresh start and go from the beginning of the season to the end with some continuity
6: I, I mean I really think it's, it's it's been very beneficial for us um, and being able to go into the summertime and start to really inject more and more of what's already been Place before us with Quinn, a new system and a new set of standards and a new absolutes, just in a, from a, a cultural standpoint. It's been good early, but then now going into the next season, where that sort of set is going to be really beneficial. So, guys walk in knowing, okay, this is what we're about. We've cut out some of the things that we needed to cut out. So, now we can really direct our eyes on where we need to get to this next season. So, I, I anticipate all the guys will come back you know, ready and willing to take the next step because we will define what that going to
3: play. How do you balance um, not necessarily looking at just this series in a vacuum with how well the team played and went toe-to-toe with Boston versus your larger vision for, from the season, from Quinn's 20-30 games? How do you kind of balance that as you go into the offseason?
6: Well, it was good to have a reference point you know, before Quinn came and seeing kind of where we were at and understanding that there's still there's still components of that that you do have to take into account. You do have to balance that out. But then you also see the progression that guys make, and you know you're you're somewhere in between at that point. Um, but it's been very hopeful. You know, like that's where I don't I don't sit up here and say we've arrived, um, but I also know we're not where we were, regardless of the record. Like we are a different team. Um, you can see it in the guys' faces. You can see it in how they approach practices day in and day out, the, the intentionality behind Quinn and the system, the culture that he's cultivating more and more of, it's very exciting. Um, but you gotta—you still have to understand, like, yeah, we haven't arrived, we've got plenty of places to go, but we do want to celebrate how far we've come.
4: Landry, how do you evaluate, and I really mean this more full season, because Boston is so tough, um, how do you evaluate what you guys were able to do defensively this season? and where you want
6: that to grow for next season? Well, you do it by, um, I'm watching a lot of films, for sure, but (laughs) (laughs) you do it where you bring in the absolutes, and that's something that we've talked about a lot, what Quinn talks about a lot. In order to, to have an identity, you have to have something that you do time and time and time again, and that rhythm and those predictable patterns are ultimately going to bring out a defensive identity, let's say. And so when you define those, then it gives you that evaluation. You have something where you can see and they're like, okay, that is or that is not what that looks like or what we want it to look like. And then you just keep hammering it out. Like it's really, I mean, that's simplified, it's just reps. It's, it's saying this is what we do, how we do it, and then just continuously practicing over and over again. And you gotta give it time too. You know, to, to expect perfection is, is a fallacy. You know, and really it's about expecting progression showing up every day to 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 hammer
1: that up well i don't expect you to tell us you know what your plans are with trades or anything like that john is a name that consistently comes up in kind of those rumors i mean what is your vision for him and how do you see him potentially fitting on this roster moving forward
6: i, I think it's the same that i've spoken about in just in the past um yeah john's name it comes up a lot and he's a good player like it should like a lot of teams value him and we have a lot of value and, uh, we're just not quite there yet on how we're going to piece some this together we do have to take some time to celebrate but also to look back and figure out okay what are the next steps like what is the pathway with the particular group in a particular system that we're implementing um, in order for us to take the next step but we need to we need to take time to
3: How valuable is it for your staff, the coaching staff, um, to have seen the fan reaction from Trey's game winner in game five and the atmosphere last night when you're trying to convince people to come, convince people to stay um, within the organization? How valuable is just the atmosphere that the fans created last night in Uh, the series? It was
6: extremely valuable. It really, and what our business side has been able to do and how they've been able to, partner with us on this journey, like, that's a huge credit to them. You know, like, it's, yeah, we have to have the right players in place and we want to have a winning culture, we want to have something that's, uh, uh that's the I'm looking for here, that's appealing, I guess, to, to the general crowd and fans, but at the same time, like, they do a good job as well. And to have players such as Trey do what he did in Boston, um, gives you that spark, that life, that uh, just just that thing about sports that everybody loves, that gravitate towards, and okay? you find that in very special players, and uh, I know that that's very attractive for, for a lot of fans, but to have them show up as they did, and be loud as they did, okay, I like a true home court advantage. wish we could have got a different outcome, but um, we're going to need more of that, and uh, that'll be good for us. You know?
5: Do you have a plan or a gut feeling for what you want in Summer League and or maybe which roster players you want to see in that environment?
6: Yeah, well, I mean, some of our younger guys, I think, are, are obvious to, to play. And when we take time, we're going to lay out development pathways for every single player. It's going to be customized to who they are as players and how we want them to fit into the system. And then Summer League is just going to be a great, uh, great feedback loop for them to go – Try to practice it more and more in like real life game situations, um, and it gives us that proper mirror to see, like, okay, like this is how they're progressing, and um, then go from there. But yeah, I'd imagine all of our younger guys, and we've spoken with a few of them about it already. Um, but that's also a team that we're going to have to strategically place together because we do, there's there's a lot of stuff we want to accomplish in some of so. these.
1: In this upcoming year, I believe this is like the last year of his contract. I mean, how do you prioritize? Uh, I guess how you uh, had those conversations with him and his agent, and his team about getting him what he feels he deserves.
6: Um. Well, I, it, you know, it, just in the question, I mean, he's he's not the type that comes and says, oh, "I deserve this, that, and third I. It's a day by day thing, but it's also him just. Like, we haven't even had those. Um, like, those will come in time as the season progresses and as we look at this, this roster and how it's shaping up and, and whatnot. But uh, it's just not an area that we've touched on yet, and sure we'll, get we'll
0: get there.
4: How did you see Trey and DJ's relationship or just even just dynamic on the court evolve throughout the season to where it was for the series kids get
6: yeah, so I was I was, on, um, I was on record by saying, at first, it's to be expected that it might look a little clunky. You're asking two primary ball handlers to now share a backcourt with each other, but two very talented playmaking ball, ball handlers, um, and it's, it's had its ups, it's had its downs, so to be honest. I think that we've all seen that, where it looks, it looks a little clunky, um, but there's also times where it's been beautiful to watch. They play for each other, they play within the game flow. And you just see how talented they are as a group where it's like, well, that guy's not doing it tonight. That other guy sure is. And it becomes a nightmare for the defense. And so it's still still working um, in a complementary sense. But I think we got a great taste of it last last month. I think Quinn's been able to figure out a great way for those two to coexist in a way that is going to enhance our group. But Trey Young and DeJounte Murray as your backcourt, That's, that's a fun backcourt.
4: Trey spoke about the high basketball IQ of Quinn and how meaningful that is to him and helpful that is to him. Has there been a moment where Quinn has wowed you or he's shown something really insightful to you and you've been like, wow.
6: Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, he's, for Trey, Trey has such a high IQ himself to be able to have that, uh, that connection with somebody else. Greatly respects and I think showing him some new things on how it can enhance his game it's great because you look at a guy like Trey he's really good like everyone's like okay well he can get better here here, but what about some of these nuances that not a lot of people can achieve but oh Quinn can see that and he can speak that into his into his life into his development and for Trey to have those aha moments is is great so yeah of course from my standpoint like you're always learning and that's what you always want to do and to have a mind like twin to be able to share the same space when talking about basketball. Yeah, you're gonna learn a few things for
5: sure. Maybe this is a weird question, but basketball's has an evolution. It changes over decades, years, and it seems like maybe it changes faster and faster as time goes on. If you look at the NBA in twenty twenty three, even compared to just like last year, you know, rules change, players change, tactics change. Is there one thing that you're like, wow, this really changed a lot in a
6: short period of time? You know, I think that one of the most underrated rule changes to happen, specifically for us, was actually uh, the foul calling, and how Trey during that Eastern Conference Finals run was able to really take advantage of that. Um, When they changed that rule, you know, it forced him to become different. Not completely different, but it is something where he had to reinvent himself a little bit. And so I look back to to that instance and go like, yeah, that was that was a significant change, you know, because you think about the game flow, right? If you're able to draw those fouls, get the bonus earlier, shoot more free throws, points go what, guys in foul trouble, the game flow stops, guys are able to rest, be able to set your defense. Uh, there's a number of things that that impacted, you know, that were contextually really important for our group, not just for Trey, but just like, especially on the defensive end as well. So um, that was significant. For sure, and as, as the league goes along and, and they make the changes that they do, and that's good for the game, you know, players will adjust, coaches will adjust, and we have enough bright minds to think strategically.